Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need to pick me up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Hi there. This is Rochelle from Talking Mom to Mom. Thank you for joining me this morning. And today I would like to talk about busyness, a time in my life when busyness was taken from me and the lessons that I learned. Now, normally we say that that's a good thing, but that business, busyness would be taken from you. And it turned out to be. But this is a time in my life where busyness was what I believed was my life. <laughs> um, the day my car died, and this would be probably about, oh, I don't know, six or seven years ago, I experienced my car dying and I mourned the death of that vehicle because I consider that to be the vehicle that took me to what we called life. You know, we were going to co-ops and soccer practice and play days and field trips and just running errands and just constantly, constantly gone. You know, we get through school or lessons and then we'd always have something to do. You know, we would, sometimes we'd even homeschool on the road or while we were waiting here or at a park or, you know, whatever. Whatever it may be, I was just used to never being home. So when my car died, I was just really devastated because it was unexpected. It was kind of abrupt. I mean, we knew it wasn't in the best condition. We did what we could, but I had hoped it would last just a little longer, just till this event ended, just till this activity ended, just at least it would get me through there or until I could afford a new car because we were in the position where I was unable at that time to purchase a car and we weren't quite sure when we would be able to. So it was kind of put me on house arrest is how I felt. And I mean, I was even starting to starting to miss little crazy things like a messy back seat, you know, with art projects and cups and all the other crazy things that you're going to find in your back seat when you have children. Uh, I missed kids frantically trying to find shoes five minutes before we have to leave. Or, oh, I got to, I forgot that. I got to drive all the way back to get it. Or, oh, I got to drive from here to there. And, you know, when we talk about our day of we're going to go here, there, then the other, look at all this crazy day, if we can just make it through the day. Those, those kind of things. I actually began to miss it because I went from doing all of that, you know, on one day and the very next day, nothing. The very next day, things still went on. I mean, they still went on without me. The world didn't end crazy world. I thought it was going to stop spinning because I couldn't make it to these events, but it didn't. And so all these things are still going on around me, but we're stuck at home. My husband has worked kind of far away and really long hours. So taking him to work was not really feasible. I mean, had he worked 15 minutes away, that would have been fine, but he worked more like an hour away. So taking him, especially with small children, I mean, if it was absolutely needed to, of course, 
that could be done or if things were absolutely needed. It's not like I did not have backup if something were to go wrong, but like my mother-in-law or a friend, of course, if something were to happen, I might be able to secure a vehicle. But my day-to-day went from busy from morning until dinner, barely getting dinner on the table, to me and my kids just sitting around staring at ourselves. <laughs> so wondering what to do after the lessons were over, you know. And it was a big adjustment. And since that car drove us to what we called life, we felt like we weren't living. Now, it's not really life, is it? Those things that happen outside of your home, those all those little things that we connect ourselves to, that's not real life, but it feels like it because we're so invested in it. If I get to the point where we're without a vehicle and we're sitting around staring at ourselves and we kind of don't know what to do, well, it means that we've grown apart. So even though we were spending every single day together and had all these activities that we were doing together and all these memories and all these pictures, individually our relationships were suffering because everybody considered life or things that we were doing, things that were happening outside of the home this activity, that activity, this field trip. Now, all those are good things. It's just extremes are never good, right? So don't feel bad if your kids are involved in activities because they should be. They're enjoyable. But if your day is filled and you feel like you're on this endless cycle and there's no way out, you may be frustrated with that. And there are times that I was as well, but I don't think that I was given up because I thought that's what you were supposed to be doing. I thought you were supposed to be taking your kids to three activities a day, you know, or, and I had several kids, so, or four kids, so they're going to each be involved in something. Well, except for the youngest, but she had some play dates, but they were each involved in something. So that just, you know, you got kids and they're all involved in something. You, you, that's a lot of running around. Okay. I don't have to tell you that. That's a lot of running around. So even if you were to say, what am I going to cut down? If I even I cut down each child to one activity, I'm still running around quite a bit when I have more children than I have involved in different activities. But I have to tell you, the day that my car died and our world shrunk to the size of our property lines was very difficult for all of us. It took a while before we could feel as if it was a blessing. And the kids actually got over a lot sooner than I did. At first, they were bored. You know, they weren't used to staying home. But they quickly adapted. They quickly adapted to playing together, playing with Legos, playing in the backyard. But I didn't adapt as quick because it wasn't so much boredom as, I mean, I felt a little restless because, you know, you a, a transition like that, going from constantly busy to not busy at all, I mean, it's a transition. So any extreme going from one to the other is going to be quite an adjustment. But I also felt like I was, you know, failing my kids in some ways. Like they could not, we couldn't sign up for things because with my husband's work schedule, I mean, if you're the one demoted to waiting for the keys and you have no control over that and sometimes he doesn't get home from work until 7 or 8 o'clock, well, all the activities, all the things you're going to be doing are over by then. So I couldn't sign them up for things. I couldn't forget things at the grocery store. You know, I, I, there's things that I just could not do that I had the luxury of doing before. So it was a little bit of a difficult adjustment. And, you know, I, I could have either been prideful and sad about it, or I could have just seen it as a time where I'm just going to rest in Christ and trust in God's provision. 
So the choice was easy. The, the implementation of that choice was not as easy. Of course, we want to glorify God with our lives. Of course, we're going to take the choice. Do, am I going to sit here being prideful? Am I going to sit here feeling sorry for myself? You know, am I going to act like a toddler who is ice cream, a scoop of ice cream fell off the ice cream cone? Is that, is that how I'm going to act? Or am I going to trust in God's provision? Well, of course, the right answer is to trust in God's provision and his timing. But, you know, day to day, depending on how my flesh was, you know, the, those, I'm teetering back and forth between having the energy to be spiritual and having and not having the energy to take the high road. There's sometimes I just lacked the energy and I was left feeling frustrated and lonely and like I was failing and defeated and prideful. You know, prideful, sometimes we're prideful when we don't want to take a blessing when someone says, you know, if you need something at the store, let me know. I can give you a ride. You know, and you're like, oh, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a burden. But they don't see it as a burden. They're trying to bless you. God's using that person in your life. But sometimes we're too prideful to see it because we don't want to be the burden. We want to bless, but we don't want to take a blessing because we feel like, I mean, like God's going to, what is he going to do? God uses people. He uses you to bless others. He's going to use others to bless you. But we're too prideful to accept help sometimes. And that only... That deprives that person of being a blessing in your life, and it deprives you. It really only hurts yourself, and it's just not the way it's supposed to be. So if you're going through a difficult time and you're having difficulty accepting kindness, it's that's just pride. <laughs> that's all it is. It's just pride. So you're going to have to kick it to the curb, and it's going to feel awkward, and it's not going to feel good. Don't wait for it to feel good because it's not going to. It will eventually because you'll feel grateful that somebody was a blessing, but it's not going to feel good at first if there's someone who has difficulty um, taking blessings, you know, being the recipient. It's going to feel awkward to you, but do it anyway. Allow that to happen in your life. I had to learn that. I had to learn to allow someone to, you know, I'll, I'll pick your kid up for this, or, well, if you sign your kid up, I'm signing mine up, you know, I'll go go ahead, I'll, I'll be there, right? Because I felt like, oh, I, but I can't pay you back, or I can't, I can't do anything for you, but they were trying to do it for me. They were trying to be a blessing in my life and in my child's life. And if I didn't accept that, then I'm depriving my child and I'm depriving this person of blessing me and I'm depriving myself. God was using that person. And who am I to not allow that? I mean, I'm not suggesting we all take handouts. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't knocking on the door asking, but when God provided an opportunity provided a blessing. I, I don't think it's for me to discard because I'm feeling prideful. So there's a difference. So for some of us who have struggled in that area, we may feel like we're taking a handout, but we're not. We're not taking a handout. We're accepting a blessing that God has provided for us. You'll know the difference. <laughs> You'll know the difference. So, but during this time, like I said, it was difficult for us because of the transition. But as time went on and I learned not to be so prideful and I learned not to just live my day being bored and mourning the loss of activities and craziness, I began to embrace being able to explore our own backyard. I began to embrace, um, we have swings in our backyard at that time and we could go on the swings and we could have a picnic lunch and we could go for walks together 
and we could watch documentaries together. We could play board games together. We played board games after we had school almost every day or we went for longer nature walks instead of rushing it around or instead of even going to a park, we explored our own neighborhood. And there's a lot of blessings in that, the slowing down. But the biggest blessing was I found out that real life was not all these outside activities. I fooled myself into believing that, into believing that life was getting up in the morning and being involved in every every co-op activity, um, ministry, whatever it was. Whatever it was that could have taken up our time, I assumed that that was what life was. That's what That's what we did. And that's not what real life is. Real life, it happens in your home. And you don't need to have it all taken away to learn that lesson. You just need a balance. I needed to have it all taken away because I wasn't balanced. And God knew that. So he provided a way because he loves us. He loves us so much that he's willing to let us fail if it brings us closer to him. And that is an amazing thing. I've had that happen a couple of times where it feels like you're failing or you feel like something has gone terribly wrong and you realize that God orchestrated that so he could bring you closer to him. And in bringing me closer to him, I was able to then be closer to my family and develop a better relationship with my kids. Because, you know, like I said, if we're busy all day, we're not connecting. We were able to connect and develop these memories. And at the time, like I said, that was, excuse me, several years ago when my two older children, who are now 19 and 17, when they look back and they talk about fun things they did, often those things happened during the time, the couple years. We were without a car for a few years happened during those times. Imagine that. I never would have thought that. Here I wasted time feeling guilty that they were not busy and involved. I wasted time feeling like I was failing when actually there was victory because we were developing relationships. And time goes so fast. Um, I was glad and feel blessed that it happened in the way that it did because, like I said, I was thinking we were spending every day together, which we were but we weren't developing and cultivating relationships. And once that happened, I mean, I think about it now because it changed how I did things, that there would have been so much time missed with my kids. So much time would have been wasted on outside things because now, you know, I've got an adult and one that's about to go to college, one's about to become an adult. And it would have been a shame if I didn't cultivate those relationships when I had that chance because I was misinterpreted life as being busy because it's not. And we know that in our heads, right? I learned that lesson. And then after learning that lesson, God provided us a vehicle. And that, of course, another huge blessing. But what ended up happening is that even though we know busyness was not necessarily we know that. We know it. It's not the way to live your life. We've got to get rid of it. But what is the first thing you think I did when I got that car? That's right. I planned all the things that I did before, tried to plan, and then some to make up for lost time. Did I lose time? I didn't lose time. It's funny how you forget things in a moment 
You know, it's like you learn this. But thankfully, before I, as I'm writing down, this time I learned to write down, okay, we're going to sign up for this. Okay, who wants to do this? Because now we can finally get back out into the world. Well, that's not necessarily a good thing. I started writing it down, and I realized, wait a minute. I'm going right back into the same thing I was before. Right back into it. And, you know, it was kind of nice not having a car. There were plenty of times that it was nice. I mean, there were things, of course, that were frustrating and terrible about it, you know. <laughs> of course there were. You know, um, I'm forgetful. Going to the grocery store and following the list, forget it. I have to go back. They're like, oh, i got to go back and i got to do this or I'll forget something. can't do that when, you know, you don't have a car and you can only use the car when your husband gets home at night. It's like you got the whole day. If you forgot something, well, you're stuck. So I didn't have the luxury of that. But... You know, once you get a car, you know, you can go back to that crazy life again. But thankfully, before I started signing everybody up for everything in the world, I realized, no, no, I'm not going to forget the lesson that I learned. I'm going to balance things out. You know, God did not provide this amazing blessing, this hiatus. I mean, it felt like house arrest, but it was really just a nice little vacation. And I wasn't going to destroy that. There are times now that... I remember being home and not having the ability to do certain things. And I look back on it thinking, those were really good times. Those were fun. We had fun. It wasn't fun at first, but there are a lot of days that we had a lot of fun. And I live in the city, so it's not like we were walking and able to see, you know, like some parks or anything. I mean, we do have a park that's in walking distance, but it's a very small one. And so we weren't seeing anything amazing. It's not like I live in like on an island or so. Because I used to think I'm going to go nature walking around my where I live. It's just neighborhoods, you know. It's just why would I do that? So I always drive out further. But being able to spend that time in your neighborhood and you know walking the dog in the neighborhood, having kids explore their own backyard, they're just all all good things. All good things came from it. So it may when you're going through a trial, it doesn't seem that way. It's a shame that it doesn't sometimes, right, because it helps us get through it. But as time went on, it became more and more of a good thing. But as soon as that car came, it was my first instinct was to get busy again. Thankfully, God um, impressed it upon my heart before I started signing people up that, no, I didn't give you that lesson for nothing. So don't go back into the same routines. You know, if you've discovered a way to get out of that busyness of life, that cycle, don't don't be tempted back into it. It's very easy to get tempted, but you're going to sacrifice your relationships with your kids. When I felt like I was failing my kids, I was doing them the best service ever because they look back at it, uh, the two older ones that remember it well enough, as a good thing. They, I don't know that they specifically say that it was, but when they think of the memories and they think of when I hear them talking or we're all talking about things from the past, a lot of the things that they remember that were good things, like I said, were from that time when we were spending time together. So it's important to balance that. So if you're running that rat race right now, I know it's hard to determine what you should do and what you should not do, what's productive and what's just busyness. Sometimes it's hard. Um, so write it down. And also, you don't have to do everything at once. You know, you might have a kid interested in three different things, but they don't have to do three different activities at one time. They can do one thing at a time. Take it slow. Slow it down. They can do one thing at a time. They do not have to do 
50,000 activities. <laughs> they just don't have to. So, and if you're in that position right now where you're without a vehicle or maybe you're struggling financially, I've been in both situations. And, and the situation I just told you about was I've been in both at the exact same time. So, and I know that you feel like you're failing, you know, and I know that you may feel kind of lonely, but I know what awaits you on the other side. I know there's victory. I know that there is a huge blessing in cultivating that family time and just playing board games together, watching documentaries together. I can't tell you how many times my son wants to sit down and watch a documentary. Uh, I cannot tell you. For some reason, that was something that he remembers fondly. And even playing board games. Board games. Today in this age of using iPads and phones and all this technical stuff, my kids remember playing board games fondly. And we still play it, but they just remember those days when we just did it in the afternoon instead of rushing somewhere. So I encourage you to, if you're put in a position where you feel like you're failing because you don't feel like your kids are involved <clears throat> or you're not busy, because, see, there, that's where it is. We're too busy, we're frustrated, we're not busy, we feel like we're missing out. There is a happy space in between. So if you're too busy, find that happy space. If you're not busy, and it's because, like, you're in a situation like me where you can't sign up for anything, you know, either financially or you don't have a vehicle or it's just not feasible right now, don't look at it as a failure or that your kids are going to, they're not going to become well-rounded individuals or they're missing out. You're not missing out, I promise you. Those will be some of the best times of your life spending that time and developing those relationships. Because when you're too busy, you're not developing a relationship. You look at each other. I mean, we looked at each other when we didn't have anything to do one day and didn't know what to do with each other because we weren't going here and there from one destination to another. That means the relationship was lacking. So now if we're sitting around, we can think of things to do. We can think of things to do on a lazy afternoon. Because we've had that experience and we've cultivated a relationship. So I encourage you to do that. And if you're feeling lonely, maybe you have, I had small children at the time. If you're feeling lonely, then like I said, if God is using someone to bless you, to spend time with you or to give you a kind of a break, don't be too prideful to take that time that God has allowed for you. Because you don't want to sink further into loneliness. What will happen is instead of being able to rest in Christ, you're going to get yourself into a difficult situation that is not going to be glorifying to God. And it's not going to be good for you or your children or your mental health. I promise you that. And your kids need you at your best. And they need you to be happy and <laughs> to be a blessing and to lead them. And that can be hard. It can be hard to be that way during a trial. So that's why we have to rely on Christ. It's easier said than done, I know. And I don't want to minimize it by telling you a short list of things to do. And I want to offer hope, but I know how difficult it is. I know that I can tell you prayer works, but I know what it's like to be in a position where you're feeling so frustrated and so lonely that someone telling you that seems like they're just putting you off, <laughs> you know, they're just telling you that just so they can have something to say. I know, I've been there. And oddly, it happened with such a trivial 
and then you feel embarrassed because my being without a car and from an eternal perspective that's such a trivial thing it really it really was when i look back on it now i'm like that was kind of silly for me to be so upset get so fussy about it and to practically just be you know depressed over it because my life was just it felt like my life ended how silly is that but you know it actually felt that way and i was ashamed that it felt that way so i didn't express it either i just sunk further and further into feeling like i was failing and like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And like I couldn't sign my kids up and, you know, all that craziness that goes with it. But that's certainly not the reality of the situation. And even if you're ashamed of how you feel, it is important to lay that at the feet of Jesus and to do that daily. Do it continually. And when you feel that way during the day, pray for strength. Always pray when you're feeling either anxiety or you're feeling like you're hopelessness or that is your cue to pray. That's not your cue to retreat further into yourself. That is your cue to pray. And you're not going to feel like it, but you're going to do it anyway, right? Because you don't want to live in that space. Nobody does. Now, that went a little veered off. You can tell this is so unscripted. I didn't necessarily (laughs) mean to. I'm talking about busyness and kind of went off the beaten path there a little bit. But I hope that was purposely, you know, God purposed that for a reason for someone, hopefully. And But I do thank you for joining me again. And um, I, next time you'll be hearing from Lindsay. I'm not quite sure what she'll be talking about. We are taking a slow summer ourselves a little bit, giving each other a little bit of a break and taking um, these podcasts individually so we can kind of explore what we want to talk about individually and so we can give each other a little bit of time to spend with our families. I hope you're taking a slow summer. And if you're not taking a slow summer, see what you can do about spending some time together and restructuring your school year so you have a few days off or so where the busyness of life isn't doesn't have you caught up in it. Okay. So um, you can join us on TalkingMomToMom.com. You can join us on our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash TalkingMomToMom. You can email us at info at TalkingMomToMom with any questions you may have or um, suggestions you may have for a future broadcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.